October 26th, Titus chapter 1, verses 1 through 16. This letter is from Paul, a slave of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ. I have been sent to bring faith to those God has chosen and to teach them to know the truth that shows them how to live godly lives. This truth gives them the confidence of eternal life, which God promised them before the world began, and He cannot lie. And now, at the right time, He has revealed this good news, and we announce it to everyone. It is by the command of God our Savior that I have been trusted to do this work for Him. This letter is written to Titus, my true child in the faith that we share. May God the Father and Christ Jesus our Savior give you grace and peace. I left you on the island of Crete so you could complete our work there and appoint elders in each town, as I instructed you. An elder must be well thought of for his good life. He must be faithful to his wife, and his children must be believers who are not wild or rebellious. An elder must live a blameless life, because he is God's minister. He must not be arrogant or quick-tempered. He must not be a heavy drinker, violent, or greedy for money. He must enjoy having guests in his home and must love all that is good. He must live wisely and be fair. He must live a devout and disciplined life. He must have a strong and steadfast belief in the trustworthy message he was taught. Then he will be able to encourage others with right teaching and show those who oppose it where they are wrong. For there are many who rebel against right teaching. They engage in useless talk and deceive people. This is especially true of those who insist on circumcision for salvation. They must be silenced. By their wrong teaching, they have already turned whole families away from the truth. Such teachers only want your money. One of their own men, a prophet from Crete, has said about them, The people of Crete are all liars. They are cruel animals and lazy gluttons. This is true, so rebuke them as sternly as necessary to make them strong in the faith. They must stop listening to Jewish myths and the commands of people who have turned their backs on the truth. Everything is pure to those whose hearts are pure, but nothing is pure to those who are corrupt and unbelieving, because their minds and consciences are defiled. Such people claim they know God, but they deny Him by the way they live. They are despicable and disobedient, worthless for doing anything good. Psalm 97, verse 1 through chapter 98, verse 9. The Lord reigns. Not the Lord will reign, but the Lord reigns, as we shall see as we read this psalm today. Now, you may not see much righteousness and justice in the world today, but that does not mean God has been dethroned. For reasons we do not fully understand, God permits evil men to exploit the earth and its people. But one day He will come in power and glory and set things right. So let the righteous be glad. This group includes all of God's people, sinners declared righteous through faith in Jesus Christ. They love the Lord and rejoice in the Lord. If you're yielded to the King, you have good reason to be glad. So joyfully tell the world, the Lord reigns. The wisest thing you can do 
to start every day, listen carefully, is to get connected with Almighty God. The wisest thing you can do is make a decision. From this point on, here's how I'm going to begin my day. I'm going to, I'm going to connect before I get out of bed. Lord, I thank you that you have a plan for my life today. I thank you, Lord, that uh, your timing is perfect. I thank you that you'll bring into my life whatever you need to bring. You'll protect me. You'll guide me. You'll lead me. If I go through any kind of suffering and hurt and disappointment and all the rest, I'll trust you to bring me through that. But Lord, I want to thank you that today I'm going to walk obediently before you. I'm going to trust the Holy Spirit to do the speaking in me, to give me guidance and direction. And give me your timing. Whatever you have for me, I'm available to wait. I know that waiting will grow me up, strengthen me, prepare me for what you have. I want to thank you for this day. And Lord, let my life be fruitful all day long. You begin the day that way. And all of a sudden, your days on the cloudiest day you've ever seen, sun's going to be brilliant. You know why? Because you are connected with the Father. And he will answer every single prayer that I mentioned in all of that. It's his timing. It's his way. It's his plan. Psalm 31, verses 14 and 15. I trust you, Lord. I trust in you, Lord. You are my God, and my times are in your hands. I would, have you ever prayed a prayer like that? You might want to memorize that verse and pray it every morning. And you get up and go, I trust you, Lord. You're my God. My times are in your hands. What does that mean? God, I got more to do today than I got time to get done. I have so many appointments. There's no way I'll get it all done. Help me sort it all out. Do what matters most and not worry about the rest. My times are in your hand. I surrender my schedule. I surrender my calendar. I surrender my agenda. My times are in your head. And that means I'm not going to fear. I'm going to trust you. And if I should ask you today, whose schedule do you live by? You'd probably say, well, by my own. And, uh, well, your schedule, what does, where, where is God in all that? Do you ever stop to ask him, Lord, what do you think? What do you want? And when you get up in the morning and you get yourself dressed and you get in your automobile or whatever you do to, to get to work, do you ever stop to ask him what his plan is for the day? Do you ever stop to ask him the question, what would you have me to do here? And there you know what's all laid out before you as far as your job. And when you're off of that job and you head home, do you ever ask God, Lord, what would you have? How would you have me to spend this evening? How do, how do you want to work in my life today? And so often people get up, they get themselves dressed, and they take off and never say anything to God until they get in the traffic, it gets it all bogged down, they can't even see the end of it, and it's already past their time of being to work. And then what happens? First connection. That is not what God intended. His intention was that when you awaken in the morning, you get connected. He said, how do I get connected? You just start talking to him, Father. Thank you for a good night's rest. You know what lies ahead of me today? I want to walk in your timing. I know your timing is best. Don't let me get ahead. Don't let me linger behind. Now let me step out of your will. Let me walk wisely today in your will so that when the day is over, I'll be able to look back and thank you for all that you've done. Every morning when I wake up, I remind myself I'm on mission 24 seven. 
but no matter where I am, if I'm in, in line at the grocery store, if I'm on an airplane, if I'm walking, you know, through a mall, I'm on mission for Jesus. We should so live every day that people who meet us, listen, people who meet you should meet Jesus. It doesn't mean you look like him. It doesn't mean any of that, but it means the spirit within you is the spirit of Jesus Christ. Remind yourself every day that God, the creator of the universe, loves you and he has his eye on you and you're the apple of his eye and he's chosen you. When you think about what God has done for you, it's going to bring joy into your life.